Thank you for joining us for today's program. I'm really excited about the information we're going to be able to share with you. And I think you'll see that when I do the interview with Brandon House, he's also excited about it. And here's why. You see, so many things are, are converging. We're going to use that word several times in our program in, in the interview. So many things are converging together. And these are indicators of the tribulation coming. Prior to the tribulation coming, I think Jesus comes for those of us that are believers. But I want to have you look and consider a passage in Thessalonians and also in Matthew. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. It's a tribulation text. And the Lord talks to his disciples. And, and the scene and the setting is so familiar. But here's what it says in, in chapter 24, verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And then he begins to talk about wars and rumors of wars and famines and earthquakes. You know what? Those are all signs that we've talked about, indicating that we think we're in the last days. But notice this, wars and rumors of wars. I think of the situation in Russia, the Ukraine, and the Middle East, and so many civil wars and wars going on in Africa. It's exactly that time. But ahead of that was this idea that there would be people saying that they're Christ. Matter of fact, many. And they would be deceptive. And when you go to Revelation chapter 6 and verse 1, the first thing that's introduced is a false Christ, an antichrist. And then you go into the next verses, a perfect parallel. As the first seal is broken, the Antichrist is revealed. And next there's famine revealed with seal number two. But as you look at these things, consider this, that these people, the Jewish people, they're excited about this little man that they say could be the Messiah. Bringing together a quarter of a million people, people that have never been able to talk religious before. Now they are. Why are they excited? Because they think he's the Messiah. But you see, the proof of whether he's the Messiah or not, as you're going to see in our interview, has to do with what the Scripture says. Is the Scripture being fulfilled? We know some things about the Messiah. It said that he would be born in Bethlehem. Was this man born in Bethlehem? You'll hear in the interview. Or that he was raised in Nazareth. Or that he went down to Egypt and came back up to Israel. Or even more important, was he virgin born? Or does he fulfill Isaiah chapter 53? These are important considerations. I'm excited for you to see all this because, you see, I think this will help you to understand current events. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. I want to read just a, a quick verse from there because, again, I think it will help you to appreciate exactly what we're talking about. The Apostle Paul says this. He says, And now you know what restrains that this Antichrist might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Even in Paul's day, there were people that were claiming to be the Christ. They turned out to be false Christ. They turned out to be an antichrist. Is this man an antichrist or is he the antichrist? Well, time will tell because the Bible says he'll be revealed. But in the meantime, look at the excitement because here's a humble man who has an incredible knowledge of the Torah, who's done a few miracles. We'll discuss all that. And I think you'll see why we can say we're living in the end time when you watch this interview. Thank you for joining us today. Enjoy the program. And joining me now is Dr. Rob Linstead. He was with me on radio today. Great piece we did together. Blows my mind. Dr. Linstead, uh, the rabbis in Israel are saying they are talking to Messiah, 
well, I know it's not Messiah. He came, he was crucified, laid in the tomb, resurrected the third day, and uh, he is the real Messiah, but there will be a false Messiah. So when I hear that a rabbi saying he's talking and they're talking to Messiah, I'm thinking, uh-oh, is this either the Antichrist, or is this the false prophet, or is this what the Bible says, there'll be many little Antichrists before the beast is revealed? Fill our audience in tonight. Who is he? Uh, how old is he? And How old is he? And do we have any video footage of him? Well, we do have some video footage, and uh, and we sent that to you. Hopefully, we can be playing that. But but even his name is interesting because his name is uh, Yanuka Ravi Shalom Yehuda, and in the first part of his name, Yanuka, it's really a title. It's for someone who's an expert in the Torah and in the Talmud, and and that would mean digesting hundreds of books. But they believe that he got this knowledge of the Torah. He can he can quote it. That's what makes him so unusual. That's what's brought him to the forefront. Uh, they, they believe it was supernatural knowledge. And uh, so the older rabbis love him. In the past, the older rabbis have been, I'm going to say, slow to embrace uh, younger ones. And, and even on the, the ashes of the red heifer, you know, there, there's a difference of opinion about how they're, they're classified and, and pronounced uh, suitable. But this guy has, has bridged many denominations there, the older and the younger. The masses uh, listen to him. Uh, we're going we're gonna to see some video. You'll see a huge throng of people. And so this guy is, is just taking them by storm. Has he been Here's around since he was 14? You said something today about he came on the scene when he was 14? Yeah, came on when he was 14. And so he's, he's been around about 20 years. But it's only been in the last, I'm going to say, several months that he's really become listed as a candidate as, as the Messiah. And he's how old? Uh, he's 34. And so that the, rab the rabbis are the ones saying he's Messiah. Yes, yes. Uh, when you see the video of him, uh, and well, uh, now they, they also say that he's done some miracles. Whoa, really? And, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, uh, he's got five that he's been given credit for. But let's let's take a look at the, the video that shows the reception of people uh, for him. Okay. Oh, my God. 
Now, now this is when uh, he's he's actually doing his first miracle, and uh, and it was that a guy who couldn't walk, and and now suddenly he's he's walking. And uh, then he's going to meet a a fellow who who he's going to tell him he's going to meet his soulmate, and sure enough, he he does that. That's counted as another miracle. Look at the look at the crowd of people, and uh, again the diversity. These people were so different in their outlook and in their approach, they, they couldn't even be in the same room together. They, they didn't go up to the wall and pray together. It's like different denominations. And so this this guy here is the one that, that walked. He said he never walked, and the rabbi healed him. And uh, there's a malignant tumor that a guy had, and, and it disappeared. Uh, another guy was re- released from prison. And uh, so... And, and another one had intestinal pain. So, so they've listed five. Now, uh, I haven't examined these people. I don't know whether those are miracles or not. But here's what I do know is that the Bible says in the last days that when deceivers come, they're going to do it with lying, signs, and wonders. And so the, the fact that he's brought together people that before couldn't be brought together, you know, Jesus did the th- same thing. The, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they couldn't get along. But when it came to accusing Jesus, they got along. <laughs> and uh, I like to say this, okay, this guy did five miracles. Well, Jesus did five miracles an hour. <laughs> uh, read through the Gospels. It's incredible to see what Jesus did. And this guy is known because he's, he's memorized the, the Torah, and he can answer questions about it. He's an expert at it. Well, Jesus spoke the word. Matter of fact, in the Bible, his name is the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. So so Jesus is the word. And and yet when I see people and talk to people that say, wow, this this has got to be the Messiah. Who else would know the Torah by memory? Who else would be able to do these miracles? You see, what a deception that this guy is putting together. But here's what it shows. It shows these people realize that they've missed something. And and that's why they're they're looking for a Messiah. They're they're anxious to, to begin sacrifices again. They want to do it on the Temple Mount. And now we, we find these red heifers coming in from Texas and they're going through the purification process. The number of visitors, Jewish people, trying to get on the Temple Mount have doubled this year and just since election day again it's a fever pitch we're watching exactly what the bible said it said that they would accept they would be so ready to find this type of a person and for peace and safety that they would actually accept an antichrist i'm not going to pronounce this guy an antichrist or the antichrist but what i'm saying is it shows you that the people of israel are looking desperately looking for for someone that can give them hope but when was the and last the time? But when was the last time you heard rabbis declaring someone is the Messiah? When was the last time you heard of that? Oh wow! You know what? There's sometimes you get one or two. Uh, you know, there was a there was an old man who who they said uh, was going to be the Messiah and, and he died. And uh, but but the number of people that said he was the Messiah would be a handful. He had a small following. Now you you see a guy in in one of his. I understand that one of his crowds. He had a quarter of a million people. They're in Israel? You're not going to find a, 
a quarter of a million people in Israel welcomed him. Yeah, in Israel. And so this is a phenomenon like we've never seen at any time. Now, since what would you say to those? And I'm going I'm to shoot questions that you'll give me fast answers so I can roll through as many. What would you say to those who say, well, the Antichrist, we're not saying it is the Antichrist, but we could put him in the category. Uh, maybe he's the Antichrist. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's the false prophet. Maybe he's not. But we can certainly start looking and saying what they're saying. See what they're saying. Maybe a little Antichrist where the beast is revealed, as the Bible said. But what do you say to those who say the Antichrist has to be Gentile, not Jewish? <clears throat> well, I would go back to the Bible, and I, I think that in order for the Jews to accept him, he's going to be a Jew. And so I believe that the Antichrist will be Jewish. I, I, I don't know that he'd have to be a rabbi, but he'll certainly have to be a Jew. And I, I look at the criteria in Revelation chapter 13, and he comes out of the land. And the land there is always representing Israel. I think the false prophet is a Gentile. He comes out of the nation. So that's why I think he's going to be a Jew. Okay, interesting. And of course, um, if this is the Antichrist, one of our guys in the control room watched you this afternoon, and he said to us uh, over dinner, he said, uh, so what has to happen next? I said, uh, the rapture of the church. because, uh, And he said, well, where do you get that? Uh, the Bible... Uh, leads us to believe that the rapture of the church is before the Antichrist is fully revealed? Or could we know who the Antichrist is and where the church is raptured if you believe in a pre-tribulation rapture? Some believe in pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, all-millennial. Uh, some are preterists, think the rapture already happened at 80-70. But anyway, um, if you believe the Antichrist is here, does the Bible specify whether we could know it's him? Or is it just that the the rapture happens, and then you end up having the third temple and the peace treaty. How's 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 uh, this go down? I think the key word in in Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians chapter two, is that he's revealed, and and the word reveal means to pull back the cover. In other words, he's been there all along, but the covers pull back, and now he's exposed. And so, but we have a number of, of people. Satan's always had a man that he could put forward. And, because uh, because Satan are, doesn't know the end of time, so he has to have an Antichrist figure for every generation. That's right. I, I think I think the devil thought at one time it might be Hitler, <laughs> and and obviously that wasn't the case. And if I had a nickel for every guess that people have given me of who the Antichrist is, I'd, I'd be a wealthy man at a nickel apiece. But here's here's what we can say, is that the the Bible says that before the Antichrist can actually do his work, he's going he's gonna to confirm a treaty. That treaty is with Israel. And matter of fact, I use the words for leaders of Israel, Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. And, and what he does, he promises Israel something that they really want. And, and they're so convinced that he's real that they set down their weapons and they have unwalled, unprotected boundaries. Now, of all the countries in the world, Israel is the one that's that's prepared to defend themselves. And so can you imagine the nation being swept away to where they say, okay, we'll, we'll set down our weapons, we'll have unwalled villages. And so this Antichrist is, is going to have a, I'm going to say, a, a very magical touch, a very gifted appeal. And so it's going to take an appeal for the whole nation of Israel. He's going to have to span all these different denominations or sects. This young guy is, is doing that. Um, because you're saying in those know. meetings, you had people in those meetings, various Jewish sects, who would never get in a room together, and now they That's are. That's right. And now they yeah, are. They, they wouldn't pray together. They wouldn't do anything together. Here they are. They're singing songs. They're, they're singing temple songs. 
And so now they, they find this person and say, okay, maybe this is indeed the, the Messiah. And they, some of them think that the reason why he showed up now is because they've been praying that they would be allowed to go on the Temple Mount. Well, that's the ruckus. I mean, the, the last, what, year or two, we've seen that ruckus, and it's intensified. I mean, look at the headlines just in the last several months. How many times uh, the Islamic coalition there said no? Uh, they call the Jews who are going there the, the invading Jews. Well, it, it belongs to Israel. It belongs to God. And so this is, in the Bible, is called the sacred mountain. It's called the mountain of God. It's where Abraham offered up Isaac. It's where Solomon built the temple. It's where all these events taken place. Herod rebuilt the temple there. Why? It's a special place. And so that's why this is such an important reckoning. Now, for the timing to be when the nation now, after 2,000 years, there's, there's been no sacrifice. The book of Hosea Chapter 3, verses 4 and 5 says this. There's going to be no king. There's going to be no sacrifice. There's going to be no teraphim. But in the latter days, they're going to return again to sacrifices. And so now we have these, these red cows that they think might be suitable to purify a priesthood. They have all the items ready to begin temple worship. And so the timing of this thing is incredible. They're even building a train to go from Bengarian Airport and... Uh, and bringing people right from the airport, right to the Temple Mount, so they can begin to sacrifice. Uh, Time Magazine, a few years ago, said, Here, here's the problem. We don't know where the Holy of Holies is. Well, they say, okay, now we do. They said, uh, we don't know, you know where, the, where the temple could be rebuilt. They said, okay, now we do. They said, we don't know who the priests are. They said, okay, now we know. They said, the only thing that we need are the cremated ashes of a red heifer, and so they thought we were looking for that. And at that time, they had a, a potential candidate, a cow, that was disqualified. Now we have five. Will they qualify? I, I don't know. But here's what I can tell you. The fever of these people, a quarter of a million of them, they think that God has now revealed the rabbi to them. It shows how desperate they are to begin to worship. And when the Antichrist gives permission, he, how will he give permission? He's going to do it by by confirming the covenant. He's going to say, you want something? I'll give it to you. I'm going to let you worship on the Temple Mount. I'm just saying that as an example. And so they're going to say, wow, if we can do that, we'll set down our weapons. This is exactly the plan that God has outlined in his Bible. But you're and, right. And, and by the way, the word seems to be confirmed. So as though you have the Oslo Accord and all these different yes. uh, Camp David Accord, and all these different pe things that have been there, but they've never really been fully acted. He can confirm them and make them. So really, these treaties have already been written. He just needs to confirm them and put them into practice. Yes, I, I believe. I really believe that the Antichrist is alive on planet Earth, whoever he might be. I believe that the peace treaty has already been made, but there's no one who can confirm it to confirm it, to lay alongside, to strengthen it. In other words, right now, there's no one that both the, let's say, the Arab faction and the Jewish faction trust enough to set down their weapons. Both sides are at each other all the time. And so when this person arrives, he's going to promise something, he's going to give something, and, and Israel's going to be deceived. The key word in Matthew 24, talking of this tribulation time, and the key word in Thessalonians is the word deceive, and it's used again in Revelation 13. 
You see, they trust, instead of trusting the word of God, because that's the solid rock, Jesus Christ is the solid rock, what they trust, they, they trust their sight. They're, they're going to trust, uh, wow, he does, he does these miracles. I don't know about you, but how, how can you say, okay, he cured someone of a tumor? I, I can't see the tumor. But here's what I can tell you, that when Jesus came, he fulfilled uh, over 100 prophecies concerning the Messiah. That's right. One, he'd be born in Bethlehem. This guy was not born in Bethlehem. But even the, the, the men of Herod's day, the religious leaders, remember, Herod said, okay, where is this Messiah going to be born? They said, well, in Bethlehem. And so that's one prediction. The Bible said this, that as a boy, he would, he would grow up in Nazareth. This guy didn't grow up in Nazareth. So he's, clearly, he's said, clearly a false Christ or false Messiah, just as the absolutely. Bible says, and the Jews are being deceived. Let me ask yeah. you in closing, as I said on radio today, and I've been saying for months and months, the convergence of things. Israel's back in the land, May 1948. Deserts of Israel as a garden. They're a mighty fighting force. Return the original form of money, the shekel. Return the original language, the Hebrew language. We have inside Syria, we have Russia, Iran, and Turkey right on uh, 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 Iran, Russia, Turkey, there in Syria, right on the border of Israel. This is part of this coalition in Ezekiel 38, 39 to come against Israel. We don't know what they want. Bible seems to say they want their treasure. They're flush with uh, natural gas, maybe oil, maybe gold and silver we don't know about, but certainly lots and lots of natural gas. Uh, we have uh, the call for a digital global currency. This Bank for National Settlements, which is the Central Bank of Central Bankers, is bragging this week they just tested a digital currency, did almost 200 transactions worth millions of dollars in real time. They're bragging they now have what they need to go to a central bank digital currencies for the globe. So we can go to a digital dollar, a digital currency. They're talking about COVID passports. There are people getting chipped in their hand the last couple of weeks that are bragging again in the news how easy it is for them to buy things with a swipe of their hand. We're talking about... Uh, governments, and we're even talking with people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. with an interview with me saying they have the technology to tell us that our digital currency won't work outside of a 10-mile radius. So if they want to try to control the population or when we can travel, they can do it. We have the call for a one-world religion, pantheism, worship of Mother Earth. We have the collapse of the global economy underway. We're destroying national sovereignty by destroying borders. Over five and a half million coming over our borders just during the Biden regime, wiping out borders, wiping out our currency. Russia is now uh, working with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is quick to probably dump the dollars, the world reserve currency, because we've, we've backed away from them. I mean, everything seems to be, you got the red heifers making their way from Texas to Israel. You have this guy claiming uh, some he's the Messiah. They want to build their temple. They have the robes, the priest, everything you said. We've never in world history had a convergence of all these things at one time. We're closing, but is that true or false? Have you ever seen a convergence of the things the Bible says that it seems to be setting the stage for? Yeah, I think convergence is true. One or two signs, we're seeing them all take place for the tribulation. The other thing is the collapse of the world as we know it, the collapse of society, exactly as the Bible said. But here's the great thing, never has there been a better hope. How many signs do you have to, to see to warn you of something to know it's gonna come true? God has given us these signs. There's there so many, why? Because he's a God of mercy, a God of grace. And so he said with all these things, the convergence, the clap, collapse, let me tell you this, it's comfort. Here's what Thessalonians says, wherefore comfort one another with these words. I see these things, it doesn't frighten me. Right. You know what? It makes me rejoice because I say, the Bible, God is exactly true. 
what a hope I have in, in Jesus Christ. And, and I hope our, our viewers, you know, Brendan, I appreciate all the stuff you give to us. I mean, the, the stuff on China, we just saw the stuff on voter fraud, all these updates. Wow. The, the real truth is these are all indicators. We're living in exciting times. We're living in the last days. I think the next thing on the scene is not the slot of a red heifer. I think the next thing on the scene is going to be Jesus Christ coming back for those who are believers. That's a comfort. That's a hope. Amen to that. BibleTipNow.org, BibleTIPNow.org, BibleTipNow.org. Dr. Rob Lindstedt, he and I have been friends and broadcast partners for over 25 years now. Thank you, Dr. Rob. See what I mean? It's so exciting to be living in these times because we're watching the Bible being fulfilled. The chart that you see on the screen right now is really going to help you again understand God's Word. See the R? That's Revelation chapter 4 and verse 1. It's the rapture. It's the catching out of those that are believers. And then you see the T. That's the beginning of the tribulation. But notice that there's a space in between those two. The rapture of the church doesn't necessarily be, mean the beginning of the tribulation. But Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, talks about how it begins. According to the book of Daniel, the Bible says that what begins the tribulation is that an antichrist will make a treaty with the leaders of Israel. It appears to me that he's going to promise them something. I personally think it might have to do with going back to worship on the Temple Mount. That's what they want to do so bad. And the book of Hosea, chapter 3, confirms that idea that in the last days they'll begin animal sacrifices again. Do you see how Israel's poised for it? Do you see how the, the, the red heifer and, and a rabbi who they claim could be the Messiah? I'm not saying that this man is the Antichrist, but here's what I do know. They missed Jesus Christ, who came and fulfilled every scripture concerning the Messiah. And now they're embracing someone who cannot be the true Messiah, but he will be a false one. And so as you look at this chart, notice this, that we've identified the rapture with the R. We've identified the beginning of the tribulation where all the indicators are taking place with the T. And that beginning before the tribulation can ever begin, the Antichrist has to be revealed, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7, and Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. And that's why we put that indicator in there. Study these charts. Matter of fact, you can download that chart free at the end of our program. You'll be able to download booklets. You'll be able to download that chart and other handouts related to this same subject. Again, thank you for joining in to Bible Truth and Prophecy. Our hope is that you'll understand the scripture, that you'll be excited that we're living in the last days, and that also you'll make sure that you know Christ is your personal Savior. You see, first we admit that we're a sinner, and that we don't deserve the grace and the mercy of God. But then, number two, we thank God that he provided his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, shed his blood, and paid for all of our sins. Our salvation is totally paid for. There's one more thing, though. You have to accept the free gift that God has given you. Would you do that right now if you've never done it? And if you have done it, then let's live for him. I believe we're living in the last days.